everyone. Welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Rob, good afternoon. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. I'm doing fine. Yeah, hanging in there, charging, making plans. I'm I'm going to redo my whole office studio here in the next week. So, so scratch. oh, really? <laughs> so, what uh, what's the plan? Well, I ordered a Procaster. Um, right. So I'm going to try and get that plugged into my process here, which means I have to retire my my old analog mixer and my and my audio interface. Plus, I'm getting another monitor. Plus, trying to get poles that'll mount to my desk that I can actually mount on swing arms, so so I can get more things off of my desk. So and then add this Procaster in here and create a create a better um, process. Get my studio lights mounted to my poles um, that are mounted to the desk, and so yeah. So hopefully I can organize things a little bit better because really now it's kind of like they're scattered all over the place. <laughs> Manfrotto, Manfrotto is your fr- is your friend, right? Right. No, it's Amazon is my friend. Well, so. yeah, but Manfrotto they 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 do the best arms. That's what I support all my cameras with here. They've got mm. the best desktop clamps. When mm. you put these desktop clamps on, uh, you better hope your desk is strong enough to support the cinching power of the. Wow. Yeah, wow. they do not move. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty impressive, to be honest with you. And actually, I was trying to think. I use Manfrotto. Oh, where else do I use them here in the studio? Um, there's another couple places I use them for. Oh, I use them. No, not there. Can't remember. But yeah, the Manfrotto clamps and Manfrotto arms and the gyrating. And yeah, so you'll be, you look just like me. Now, yeah, well, yeah, th- there you go. Yeah. So hopefully it just organized things. It's a little precarious right now, the way it's set up. So, <laughs> Everything's on teeter-totters. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, some things on my desk, wires everywhere. So I have a wire organizer that's going to be under the desk. and <laughs> yeah. That'll work stuff. for three minutes. <laughs> right, right. Well, at least it can be better than it is right now. So now it's just, yeah. when I built the studio, everything was beautiful. I had all the... Literally, they're bundles, right? Had mm-hmm. power yeah. separated, audio separated, network. Everything was bundled, runnled, all good. I got it all spot tied. It looked impressive <laughs> until I'm like, huh, I, have to I need to, right. or I need to run another one, or I have oh, to add, right. yeah. or why didn't yeah. you think of this, or you forgot that, and then five layers later, you're like, okay, some year I'll get to re-zip tying them. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And a label? There's nothing labeled. It's just like it's plugged in. And if it ever gets unplugged, that's when I'll label it because. Right. Right. <laughs> and there's no one in here to unplug anything. So when I unplug it a bit, okay, that's a video in for this or video out for that. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, if people come to this, you have to make a road trip over and see the studio, Rob, because the. You know, you guys get to see this one most of the time, but I've got the other two rooms. I, you know, I don't use that much. So, <laughs> right. And they're wired up and ready to go. Yeah. So there's, there's more stuff I can, I mean, I've got this teleprompter that I have to figure out the positioning of it. So it works good with the new monitor that I have. So I'm gonna have three flat screens, hopefully. <laughs> so yeah. One, two, three laptop. It'll be two, two here and then one, one up above. So so anyway, that's the the plan, and then my studio lights will sit on the top part of the of the arm. Ah, fun. So right, 
So that's the idea anyway. We'll, we'll see how it works out. It's it's probably not going to work out perfect. But What, uh, what it will be is another trip to Amazon to order more stuff is what it will be. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, because it's not the – these arms are not really – a hundred percent design for what I'm trying to do. So I'm going to be, you know, hacking them a little bit. So, so you use an arms to support your lights. Yeah, but they're, they're small lights. So oh, they don't weigh very much. You know how I hung my lights. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't really want to do that. You don't want to drill holes in the roof. No. <laughs> I was pretty no. lucky because my, my ceiling is suspended. So all I really had to do was, well, I, you know, for those that didn't see it, I basically bought, uh, I think it's one inch water main, maybe three quarters, and they have mm-hmm. standing cu- uh, stanchion cubes on them, so you can actually right. build handrails with them. Mm-hmm. Well, I just took three foot lengths of pipe and put those stanchion ends on each, and then I bolted one side to the roof or to a to a beam, and then right. the other side goes into some thirty nine ninety five. C channel from Home Depot. Yeah. That's all bolted up. I saved myself five grand, you know, about 300 bucks yeah. and stuff. So, well, you've got a lot. You've got three studios. There, right, so right, got right. Some stuff that you're yeah. trying to and get lit. And there's, lit, there's right? only four, nine, 14 LED lights, too. So, and mm-hmm. then two on the side here that sit on little stanchions. But yeah. if, I, if I was to do it right, I'd have two more here to to get this piece, but you know, it is what right. it is coming up from and below. For those yeah. of you listening, it's the shadows. It right. is. Well, s- some people like the shadows. You know, if you watch some of the online vi- videos, they'll have like a big diffuser light on right, one side. Right, right, right. And it creates, that creates, you know, like a depth shadow effect. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have like colored lights on the wall behind them. Um, I can, I've been playing around with that kind of stuff too, but. Rob, this is a podcast. Everyone's, most of the people are listening. So <laughs> they don't, most of them don't care. <laughs> I know. About the true. video piece. But, well, and what really dominoed this, and I'm not, I'm not really investing that much in the video side of it. It's mainly the, the, uh, the TriCaster. And what really prompted it was this charge the hill that's going on right now with people doing live podcasts over on, places like clubhouse. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. It seems like that's really ramping up right now. There's just a lot more, uh, sessions that I see in there that are, that are saying that they're going to be recording or they're going to be live or they're going to be, you know, streaming on other platforms, which is kind of, it's like a land. It's, it's a little bit like a rush to do this right now. I'm seeing many, um, new sessions in clubhouse that are, that are saying that they're going to record or they're going to live stream and record or whatever that combination is. I think Dave Jackson was pretty early to it, but you know, that's what I'm going to try and do with this show probably in a week. Well, don't worry. It's, you know, clubhouse has got competition coming. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't doubt that at all. (laughs) Cause Um, you said that announcement with Mark Cuban. Right. And actually it's kind of ironic. They called that platform fireside. So I'm sure that, uh, (laughs) A Dan certain Benjamin Dan Benjamin is probably that. not real happy about that, yeah. but good way to get publicity. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's interesting though, that they've been working on this for a while and they said it to be similar to the clubhouse, but has the ability to record conversations. So, okay. There's lots, <laughs> you know, editors are going to make a lot of money 
because of what's going on in Clubhouse and some of these other platforms because the amount of caca you're going to have to to edit out to of fix. a show. Right, or yeah, fix the audio in or whatever. Well, not even fix the audio, just, you know, I guess you can have comedy moments. Oh, you're talking about actually cutting stuff out. Yes, yes. Right. But you're not supposed to moderate this stuff, Todd. It's just supposed to flow, you know. Mm-hmm. People can say whatever they want to say. Yeah, and uh, that <laughs> that makes that's cool for live. It doesn't make for a good podcast. Yeah, that, well, that's true. That's true. Lots of lots of little change issues happening, you know, and the you know this move towards these these social audio platforms. I don't even know if that's an official reference to these things yet. I I I get a sense that one's even controversial. What to even call it? what's happening with clubhouse, but, uh, it, is it drop in audio, but that's more clubhouse, but is it social audio? I don't, I don't know. Podcasting it, has a lot of social it, elements it, in it. Here's, too. here's what it is. It's the, boy, I'm going to make some people mad. This is the poor man's way of getting, I shouldn't even say that it's, it's, uh, there's no, there's no cost to entry to having an audience now. You know, they, they, they just go on clubhouse and, and just a thousand dollar iPhone. That's all Todd. (laughs) Well, you know, and that, and so what are, what are once again, podcasters doing? They're alienating, leaving out all the Android users. So they're, they're stuck and can't be part of the conversation. That's, that is a big concern to me. And that's why if we do anything in clubhouse, it's going to be here live. And right, it's, it's going to be just like we do normally. It was what right. the plan was because we're and, not going to we're not going right. to exclude. Right, and then it's been announced too that the the Android app for Clubhouse is definitely coming. It's in the works. So I don't know how soon. I I haven't heard any kind of a date for that, but it's yeah. coming. So people are anticipating that this this platform is going to ramp pretty fast. Well, and uh, it's it's basically a race. You, you are right you are really so. Have you put your application in over at Clubhouse, Rob? For what a club? No, for employment. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's that, that's not really a place for me. Sorry, you know because you're 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 all in. Yeah, I think it's it's a new medium. It, I think it's 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 different than what we've seen. And I've wanted the 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 conversational call in type of experience in podcasts since I've been doing this. I mean, Todd, look where I started. I started on the radio, and the show that I had was kind of like a call in talk show. So, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of show that I did on Spreaker. I mean, I've got um, I've got a real liking for for live. So just like you do, I know you're a big fan of live too, and that's yeah. why we do this show, right? And but I really think though that. Um podcasters need to be very cognizant yeah as they go into this that they have a real 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 high chance of pissing off their regular listeners with this and alienating them if it turns into a temporary problem though i think well, it's only a temporary problem oh i i don't think so because if they get into the position that they're going to do, just be calling people up and it's going to be like this party line situation. 
and not calling people up that are that are basically inviting people to the stage and clubhouse if they're just going to randomly invite people to the stage oh okay i i think there's i think there's a little risk here for podcasters and making sure that they are serving their primary audience but maybe a lot of these folks have failed as podcasters and they think this is the next way Mm -hmm. so i i don't know yeah i would love to get mark uh Mark Cuban on this show to talk about what, what he's tr- going to do with this platform and how it will be different because it does sound like he's trying to, well, it, it's, it's, different. it's, he's using, and this is, you know, good for him thinking about doing this, but it's the YouTube model right. of being able to number one tip or support mm-hmm. someone when they're doing a show right in the show. It's easy, you know, and then there is the ability to do what Clubhouse is doing, is bringing people up and being able to have guests and have this party line situation. And then there's the ability to record natively built in. He's, this is, this is, yeah. But, well, that's, then that's what? what's happening. If you look at what's happening on Clubhouse, that's the direction that it's going, is people are doing this more. It's just that you have to have a very specific piece of equipment uh, or one of a couple different pieces of equipment to really do it effectively. Well, same. It's going to be the same with Cuban stuff, too. Well, if he's recording in the app. Right, right, right. You won't need to, right? Yeah. So So the audio will just be horrible because people will be on their earbuds or whatever. Well, it'll be more like what we see in StreamYard or in Zoom or whatever, where people can just record in the platform. I mean, I don't think there's any really groundbreaking revolutionary concepts that Mark's playing on. All, all he's doing is he's taking the, you know, he's taking podcasting and he's taking recording and combining them together and creating a, a new form of talk radio, right? Potentially. Uh, really, at the end of the day, right? That's kind of what he's thinking. But yet there's no screen, well, you know, next thing is, is screen calling. You know, because there is risk of inviting right. people up to openly speak. You could have someone come in and right. scream there's obscenities. And right. There's definitely risk and there's moderation issues. Sure. I mean, if you think of talk radio, what talk radio has always done is they've always had a call screener, right? That right. was always sitting there, you know, talking to the potential guest on the show before they are made live. Yeah. Just to make sure they're a real person and they can speak intelligently. And, and they had a seven-second yeah. tape delay or a broadcast right. delay where they could hit the mute right. button on somebody. Right. So, you know, I think... I think podcasters are going to have to be very careful on their strategy Mm -hmm. because what if someone comes on, let's say we're live like this and someone comes on and immediately plays music, right? then the way the logarithms, we would be instantly kicked off YouTube, Facebook. They just, it just happens. They drop your stream. Well, that's, that's the dangers of kind of user generated content, right? I mean, you never know what you're going to get. No. Yeah. So again, this is, I think where podcasters are going to have to be very careful on their strategy over there. Mm-hmm. But you know, people are acting like this thing's a second coming. I'm, I'm not convinced. Not to mention of their, you know, their in- innovativeness and in downloading my entire contact list in my phone and then telling me how many friends my friends have that are on Clubhouse. Right. right. You know, so yeah. what are they doing with that data? 
you know. Well, they're uh, they're what I would call a scrappy startup, right? I think that they're on a time ticker. So they've got to make this thing scale fast, else they're going to get run over by the bigger companies. So and the bigger companies are too slow. They're not nimble enough to make this happen that quick. Well, that's that's the advantage of a startup, right? Is being able to run at the market fast. And there's been talk that they built this on on, on top of a of a platform that they're not going to be on forever. So they're going to move to a more custom platform that's going to give them greater capabilities. Um, you know, I don't. You know, I think it's interesting what's happening here. I also think that it is not a threat to podcasting. No. Um, I think you know the the whole live conversation thing is not. I think it will always be a subset of the on demand side. I think if you have a a large audience, some of your audience is going to come hang out with you. Right. right. But for the average, just pod- like what happens here with this show, right? But yeah. the average podcaster is going to go over there and do a show, and he's going to have a room of one or two people. So what's mm-hmm. the what's the gained effort we may only have two or three people show up in a room you know it's not saying that's going to happen but who knows yeah that's true i mean what's the spectrum of content that could be produced on that platform too is is another good question right what is the type of content that could be produced over there that maybe is different than what is potential in podcasting or are we going to see more podcast um formats showing up over there. Just like, um, I did a session, a pre-recorded podcast and it was, it wasn't set up like a normal, you know, clubhouse session. It was set up like a podcast, you know, but it's produced like that. I understand that. But at the same time, lots of systems out there allow you to have two or three guests on. I, if, oh. if you're going to have a podcast episode where there's going to be 15 people on, my God, how, how do you organize that? Well, most of the times when I've seen this happen, it's, it's typically been one to two people that get pulled up on stage and the rest, you know, those people are brought on stage one at a time. And then after they've um, contributed to their question or their comment or whatever, then they're thrown back into the audience. And then uh, and potentially a new person is brought up. So. It's typically how I see it being done right now. Well, we'll see, I guess. Um, and that's what we'll do on this show. My thinking, Todd, is that maybe we do the clubhouse version of the show like on Wednesday. Mm. And, and and we do our normal show, just you and I and maybe a guest, one guest on Saturdays. So so, so what is what does that mean then from a clubhouse standpoint? Are we actually going to entertain letting people come on the show that we don't know who they are? Well, we're going to pick them out of the of, of, of the listeners and pull them up on stage. But how many of our listeners are actually going to come to Clubhouse when they know. can watch we'll us see. on Facebook and YouTube? And I think we could could pick up some new new listeners that will check us out too. Mm. So, All right. Well, we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. We will see. Uh, just uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Again, I remain. Hmm, we'll see. Yeah. When you're controlling your own room, that's one thing, right. you know, because that, that's, and you're controlling your guests. That's, that's one thing, but I've seen a lot of stuff go sideways in there when someone comes up and you have no idea who they are and you invite them up the stage and they say something and you're like, 
Whoa. Right. So. Right. Yeah. You just have to stay on top of it, I guess. But you, a, can you mute them or kick them off or is there a tool? Yeah. Oh, you yeah, can. Yeah. As host, you can throw anybody back into the Oh, audience. I see. So, hmm. yeah, I think they've got that technology covered. I mean, certainly there's no like seven second delay or something as far as I right. know on things like that. But. So, you know, this, this concept that Cubans can up with, you know, really this is a, you know, so simple, but it's going to be a good idea. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, if I, if I was clubhouse, I'd look at those features and I'd go, Hmm, let's add those. Right. I think they will. You know, let's, let's add the ability for people to contribute from the audience and let's give them the ability to record and, you know, Cuban second to market needs to be behind. So. Right. And they do a distribution deal with Blueberry and Lipson. So you have a choice of where, <laughs> where you want to push the audio file over to. They're not going to do podcast. that. They're going to, they're going to be in our knickers. They're going to be oh, running. Oh, you think they're going to host. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I, why would, why would you? Well, if you look at StreamYard and you look at Zoom and whatever, they're not getting in the podcast hosting business. But it's just. But they could. They could. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what, see if, again, but Clubhouse isn't dominated by podcasters either. It's currently dominated by shysters who are trying to sell you stuff and <laughs> so-called entrepreneurs. Well, Todd, let's be fair. The, the. Somewhat the early days, well, probably okay, the so, mid-tier days of podcasting was. But I'm not talking about podcasters. I'm talking shit. about other groups in Clubhouse. I'm not talking about right, the podcasting groups. You. you know, I'm tuning no, in I'm some. Just saying that that <laughs> that desire to make money from what they're doing is definitely proliferating over there. Oh, right? it's 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 you know, classic thing. I yeah, tune. I tune. I tuned into a business entrepreneur thing and the guy's up there doing an infomercial, $999. And you can have my 12 week course on how to become a successful business person. Right. And I Googled this person's name and I couldn't even find him. Right. He didn't have a LinkedIn profile. So yeah. And there's, there's 300 people in the room, you know, right. hitting a PayPal link to send this guy $999 right. fools and their money. Yeah, it's interesting. So time will tell how this thing all shakes out. James Cridlin raised an interesting point in his newsletter the last couple of days, too, around um, audio encoding to reach other markets around the world. Um, you know, I know a lot of us have gotten caught up in our audio quality and we're, you know, there's people putting out, you know, high bitrate shows, right? Um, 128, 196, whatever, 96. And I guess for a lot of people outside of the, of the U.S. and in other countries, uh, bandwidth is not cheap. Well, so, yeah. it, it, in most parts of the world, it is, but there are certain segments, mostly in Africa, that is not. Right. And, uh, you know, we've talked to people for years that in Africa, the, Connectivity is so bad that they are now sharing podcasts via CD or right. USB stick. You know, right. they're mailing out, they're right. mailing out their shows on, on CDs versus doing it. Cause it's cheaper 
to record, burn a disc, and mail it and share it right. than it is to get access to it via a data. So we've known his, about this for a long, long time. His his contention is that we should be making, you know, at a at the highest level, if we want to get real global adoption of our podcasts, is that we should encode in 64K mono versus, you know, 128 stereo or something like that, which a lot of people are doing. Um, and then he's even taking it to another level of saying that we need to get to 32 AAC and I'm like going, you know, and that kind of plays into this agenda of having welcome to 2000, welcome to 2004. All right. (laughs) I was definitely feeling a little bit of a pullback to my earlier days on the streaming side. Right. Because I had three versions of, of my audio show. Right. I I had three different encode. It was common for all of us to have three encoding levels. One was 32, one was 64 K model. Then I had one available via BitTorrent. Well, it was common for people to have that plus a, a high and low bit rate video podcast. Right, too. right. So I know Aaliyah Laporte with Twit did that for many years where yeah. he had an HD version and he had like a 640 by 480 version. Yeah, I had five feeds. Right. For one, for right. one episode. So, you know, right. you could, and it was actually, I think, labeled like low, medium, and high quality. You know, we, right. we did that in the early days because bandwidth was an issue. But I, this alternate tag that they're proposing, mm-hmm. again, here's my, it's great in concept. Who's going to adopt it? <laughs> yeah, right. if, if the Because then the, the app people are going, I don't want to adopt that because I don't want to have people have a bad listening experience by mistake. Right. So who's going to adopt this lower quality it's much here okay all right well you're expecting a certain amount of knowledge on the part of the user little education right if you want to put out a different quality level of show today you can do that and make it easy for people to consume that content by having a secondary feed like I said, yeah, I, I ran, which is what we're doing with this show. I ran five, I ran five feeds for a while. This show, we right. run two. Right. And people would come to the website and they had an option to subscribe. So if you want to support content being low, a, a low quality uh, audio for countries that have data problems, you can do that right now. Just right. add a feed to your, your, you know, to your, to your show. If you're on right. a platform that supports that, just identify it in the um, yeah in the, in the description album art and yeah. in the title of the episode, which is what people have done for years. Yeah. Yep. Matter of fact, I had to have Apple remove two of the listings that were on Apple Podcasts years ago because they were of those shows that I stopped doing the. I just redirected everybody when I closed those down. I redirected all those users to the to the single audio feed. And then from that point forward, I asked Apple to take the two listings down and that did it. I'm not going back to doing if, if there, if, okay. If you listen to the show and you have your bandwidth challenged, let us know. Let us know if you're, you can email Todd or Rob 
Mm-hmm. Todd at Blueberry.com, Rob G at Libsyn.com. You can email either one of us and say, I'm Bandwidth Challenge. Please create a lower quality audio version of this show. And if if we get a few, I have no problem. It's simple for me to add a feed for this show. It's like five minutes of, of technical work. Right. So, and then one extra encode on save. So it's not a big right. deal. So we can do this today. Putting multiple uh, show, putting multiple enclosures in a single feed isn't going to work because there's no adoption. It. Right. No one supports Nobody. it. So, right. so you can fix it today by having a secondary feed. Right. Just quick, you know, click your fingers. You're, you're good. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's just fascinating that all of a sudden now we're, we're thinking about things that we had already worked our way through many years ago. Right. Um, and that they're kind of coming back again. The, because we, we faced a limited bandwidth scenario when this medium started. And that's why we did a lot of these things. Um, and you know, for most parts of the world, like Todd, you just said there, there isn't bandwidth constraints. Um, it's just that we're now getting to a point where we're expanding into areas of the world that, um, are still kind of living 15 years ago. But don't get, don't get me wrong. Right. In some countries, people don't have, per se data plans like they do here in the United States, they buy what's called load. Right. You, you know, you charge, it's just like pay as you go. You charge your phone, mm-hmm. you know, you go to someplace, you pay, you know, whether it be yen, pesos, uh, bot, whatever it is, and you pay for load and you get so many days of data and so much data. Right. And that's usually in third world countries. Usually. Now, I don't know if you call Thailand third world, that's probably unfair to Thailand, but, there's some countries that have better bandwidth than we do on, on, you know, on pay as you go plans. Right. So it's, it runs right. the opposite too. So right. that's one of the reasons why in the early, early years of mobile, I didn't have the money that I was broke. I told people you should invest in outside the United States mobile companies. <laughs> Because I knew infrastructure, there would never be copper or fiber put in in many of these countries. And so developing nations where mobile providers were coming in, those companies did nothing but get, go straight up. Right. I probably would have made, if I'd have been, had the money and not been broke, I probably made millions of dollars investing in, in offshore stocks and mobile companies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you don't have money to invest, you don't have money to invest. But that was, my God, you know, many, many years ago. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it does feel like a little bit of deja vu. I mean, I started working professionally in the podcasting business before smartphones. Um, right. I was working at a company called Melodio Mobilecast, and it was d- using Java phones or Java apps for the phones. And those phones didn't even support, support MP3 files. They only supported, you know, proprietary audio formats. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this whole proposal, actually, James made this proposal, well, should we, as hosting companies, force <clears throat> the <clears throat> the shows that are published on our platform to be at a certain bit rate? And it's, it's, it's an interesting question, given the past and where we are in the present with some of the hosting providers out there. I don't know that all podcasters know that some of the current hosting platforms will automatically re-encode your 
audiophile. Yeah, some do. If if it doesn't conform to some set standard that they have, and that's what James proposed was, you know, should podcast hosting platforms force this? No, um, out there. And my, my comment back to him was no. And we've kind of been through this before. I hate to keep pulling back the past, right? but, but there are lots of examples of us going through this same question over and over again in this medium and why we do the, the way we do some platforms and they're out there today that are forcing re-encodes of your audio. I just don't know a lot of podcasters realize it. And you know, they're taking their wave file they've created an mp3 file then they upload it to their provider and they're re-encoding an encoded file again and to me that is just it's insane well that's what used to happen in the early days of podcasting back when i worked for melodia mobilecast um podcasts this was back in 2005 podcasters would put out mp3s but you know what mp3s wouldn't play on those mobile phones back then that that was pre-smartphones right, that was like right. the, the the motorola razor and sure. nokia phones and things like that they had some weird MP3. format file it wasn't even avi right. it was something else right it was very specific to those operating systems back then and and so we had to re-encode everything and then everything had to be streamed to the phone. <laughs> That's right. Cause you couldn't download it to the phone. So it was being trickled to the phone at like eight, nine K sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> depending on what the, you know, so it's almost like a phone call almost is what you were experiencing. But I only say that to just say that we've, we've been through this before. Um, and we moved beyond it because we thought that we had a limited bandwidth, but as we bring the more of the world into the fold here, I, I feel this pressure going back into there again. Uh, how do we reach the world with podcasting at a much you know, deeper level? And this may be one way of doing that, but it's not going to be easy adjustment for everybody if we all want to reach oh. listeners that want to listen to us in Africa. And again, right. there's a solution right now. Yeah, just create a separate feed. That's right. right. It's easy. It's, it's Just done. like what we did back then. <laughs> right. Create us and submit right. it to Apple Podcasts. They'll take that second feed. No sweat. Right. And you'll become one of the two point some million or whatever it is. You know, that's another thing about an Apple podcast. You know, this show has two feeds. My other podcast has two feeds. So really one. So there's four listings in Apple podcast, but there's only two podcasts. So I'm sure there's a certain amount of that going on too. Well, and if your goal is to make money because you're a, uh, you're a podcast that's selling advertising or whatever. And you think that if you, create a version of your show that's going to reach more listeners because you're available in all these other countries. The problem is a lot of advertisers aren't looking to advertise in those countries. I actually won't so, pay you for those. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it may not financially benefit you to try and target those countries yet. Who knows in the future it may be, but currently it's not. Yeah. Most advertisers are limited to maybe UK, Canada, and the United States. And more than right. often, it's United, at least for US advertisers, it's US and Canada. Right. It's not included UK because maybe they got their own division and different sales metrics. So, yeah. So just be careful why you're doing it. If you're trying to reach more listeners, you don't really care about monetization. That's a, you know, I would just, like you said, Todd, I would just create a separate, yeah. separate feed. And it's just don't need to reinvent the wheel. This is something we've already done. And can right. do. Yep. So, so I thought that was an interesting throwback to the past. 
Though we oftentimes get criticized on the show because we do, we're, we're kind the, of we're the, yeah. talk about the past, <laughs> but there's often, we hope lessons in that. Oh, and by the way, we did get a donation. What? Uh, yes, we did a, a, a $15 donation wow, came into the gosh. show. So we do appreciate wow. that. Let's see if I can find it here. <laughs> Cause I, I didn't want to forget who it was, but this donation comes in on the same PayPal account that uh, the uh, podcast rewards registration is. I can mm. find it here. Who was it? It'll say somewhere in the stack. Uh, I'll look for it. It's $15. So anyway, we thank you for your contribution. Matter of fact, I think it was the same person that emailed us. Maybe. Um, let's see. Who was it? I'll get it here in a second. But if you want to move on, Rob, I'll. I'll dig this out. Yeah, I saw a, a uh, chart in Media Radar uh, on their Media Radar blog talking about will podcast advertising keep surging in 2021? That, that That's assuming will podcast advertising keep growing um, as fast in 2021? And what they're showing here is moderate growth. So it, it looks like that in the last couple of months it's kind of plateaued. Well, I think part of it is is that um, we've had uh, a situation where most of the big shows have mm-hmm. probably sold out, or, or have you know have uh, you know have um, um, they're yeah. tapped out in inventory. Yep. So that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, I didn't. Did we mention that when I think maybe we did? Um, when Breaker did that merger, you know, with Twitter, the Breaker the app didn't go with the deal. All they did was acquire the people. Right, from Breaker, right, right, right. So Breaker is now part of the same get, uh, folks that uh, own is it Maple Media out of L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, now own Breaker and Player FM. Yeah. Our contributor was Ed. Ed, thank you so much. Ed, start, Ed with, a, I, I don't know if you want us to announce your name over the show, but Edward, and with last name starting with an S, thank you so much for your your new media show contribution. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Edward. Yeah. Appreciate that. So, I don't know, Rob, if, hmm. I don't know what to think if that's what you just said, if that's going to, I don't know. What's your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I know that there continues to be talk about programmatic advertising in the podcasting space. And I think we've talked about in the past how there's some concern coming out of the research that there's uh, some of the advertising listeners are detecting. uh, There's too much. And I also... I don't know what that has an impact on the actual buying side, but um, yeah, there's some. I've I've had probably yeah. it's interesting. I wouldn't call them a media buyer. They're a player in the space, and mm-hmm. I did have a conversation with a media buyer as well late last week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's again. Um, 
the unwillingness to to monetize shows that are you know are what they would what they would term smaller you know 5000 right. downloads per episode or smaller you know they and, and I and I keep telling these folks that's that's 95% of the available inventory in the podcasting spaces in those shows million hundreds between between you us Podbean, mm-hmm. Spreaker, right? There are, there's probably half million shows that are delivering right. a billion downloads, and maybe not a billion. Let's say, let me just do some fuzzy math based on just kind of I know or no. There, yeah, there's there's probably a billion or two or three of downloads a month that are, and I said a B not M B right. Downloads a month that are, you know, that are not going monetized. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted on that too. Todd. Do we want everything to be monetized? Well, 50% That's of them are going to say no anyway. So let's just cut half of those out. Right. So let's say it was a billion. Now I'm down to 500 million, mm-hmm. you know, so 500 million monetizable downloads. But mm-hmm. let's, let's really think about that from a calculator standpoint. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a big number. <laughs> if you take 500 million, divide it by a thousand and multiply that by 25, there, there's where you get to $2 billion in the podcast market. Right. So yeah, growth is going to stay slow. It'll climb, but it's it's not going to be. Let's see if I can do the math here. Five hundred. One two three. One two three. Divided by one thousand equals that's uh yep times twenty five. That is. Oh my goodness. Well, not as big as I thought it was going to be. Um, 1.25 million. Can't be right. Per month. It has to be more than that. But anyway, there's maybe I math is right. Maybe there's not that much money. So yeah, maybe flat growth. Well, I think I think like we've been saying on this show for a long time, the the buyers have to get beyond just the big shows yeah. if we are going to grow. Oh, there it is. I did the math wrong. Yeah. It was yeah. That's 125 million a a month. Mhm. Make sure I did that right again. 1 2 3. Oh, that's 2 2 3 1 2 3. Yeah, divided by 1000. Equals times 25, zero. Ah, I'm right. I was wrong again. $12,500,000 a month. But still multiply that by 12. <laughs> mm-hmm. So maybe there isn't that much money. Another $150 million in the pot. Hey, Todd, did you see this announcement today in Pod News about iHeartMedia supporting... Um, what they're calling 3D <laughs> audio. Uh-huh. By, what was it? By oral um, audio. What kind of kooky 
little thing is this? Three, okay, three, three <laughs> D audio. When I was a kid, right. we no one had like you had you had you had these big. How many had a console when they were growing up? You know, it had a record oh, player, surround sound, the it, four channel, it, all that stuff. Yeah, it, it had it had a record player, maybe an eight track, AM right. FM radios, Definitely all all, Definitely. all in a whole. And maybe if you were even you know a little bit more advanced, it had a cassette player in it, maybe. Okay. And <laughs> that that was cutting edge right there. So the I remember there was this door to door salesman that brought over this thing that would make stereo. Sound right. in 3D. That was, a, or, it was no, well, it was four channels. What that was, something yeah. little box that you spent a couple hundred bucks for, and right. then you put all your speaker cables in and run it out, and it was supposed to give you this amazing sound. Surround sound. It was what it totally was. bullshit. Yeah. It was such a scam. This, you know, this guy probably made millions selling these things all, and it didn't really nothing. For the sound, because it was just the same stereo that was intermixed a couple of different ways. You know, who knows how they completely wired this thing up. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I have that somewhere. I have because my mom and dad, I think, bought one. I have that I have that box someplace in a in some storage <laughs> bin somewhere. But it it, it three three uh, D audio, hmm, the virtual reality for the ears. Hmm. <laughs> Well, it's all about audio soundscapes, creating depth in the audio, right? Uh, uh. I think Dolby is in is involved in the the audio processing on this, and yeah, I've been hearing about you know 3D audio for many many years. Q Code is re is recording in Dolby Atmos now. We've all sat in a movie theater and heard that you know where they they wrap the sound around you, <clears throat> right? You don't need to be listening to the show and we turn on this processing and then I'm whispering in your ear and I don't need to be whispering in your right ear, you right. know, unless you're doing like drama. Yeah. Which or, is what, what they're doing. Clippity clop, clippity clop or whatever it may be. Right. I don't need I to mean, whisper in your right ear. I mean, that's what, uh, <laughs> That's what the Q code platform is doing. You know, Steve Steve Wilson from Apple went to work over there, and I think what they're trying to create is these these audio depth experiences, right? The sound. He, he's listening to than, the show. He said, "I'm right. not coming on here no more because Todd right. is talking shit about this." <laughs> well, I don't think it was. This is primary to what he's doing, but it's it seems like it's something that they're trying to give give the impression that they're creating premium audio experiences here, Todd. Okay, and. And I think that's that's what this is really all about. So whatever. I mean, if it sounds great, great. It you know. it effectively places listeners in the room of recording and makes them feel like it's happening around them. I, I right. need to hear some of these to figure it's out. Like a surround sound experience. I mean, you probably have to be wearing high quality headphones, I would think, to actually take advantage of it. So this. they're they're launching entire slate of shows dedicated to the technique under the name iHeart 3D Audio. So Aaron Mankey's involved in this and Aaron's a very creative person. So I right. would suspect that his stuff is going to sound pretty cool. Right. Um, yeah. 
and they have built three studios specifically equipped to handle 3D audio recording. Oh, listen to this. Holy crap. Now, hey, any podcasters, you're going to cringe. The company Maybe is, that's what we need to get, Todd, is we need to get microphones like stop, all the way around stop. us. Right? The company has built three studios specifically equipped to handle 3D audio recording and employs a team of 12 producers wow, who are wow, trained wow. in capturing binaural audio. Mm-hmm. By the end of 2021, our heart plans have 10 to 12 series produced using the technology. 12 producers. 12. 12. It's big time stuff. 12. That stuff better. I better feel like I'm getting a massage. I better I better finish listening to that show going, oh my God, that was God, I never it's so, like a, oh, a so neck, good. A neck and ear massage. <laughs> no, I'm just curious what I mean, what does the the recording technique look like for this? I, I mean, is I, it do, I, do you have I, to have microphones positioned around I'm the characters? Sure. I've got to listen. How it is? I've got to listen to one of these. Probably I'm gonna to listen to it and go, wow, that was cool. <laughs> sitting here having fun on it but who yeah. can who can do that i heart can right that's why they're broke that's why they're out of money yeah that's why they owe a billion dollars and you know coming out of bankruptcy yeah it's who does that for a podcast that's 10 or 12 20, 10 12 producers that 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 is that's twenty thousand dollars an episode right so there must be equipment that you need for this, right? Of course. What is the equipment that they use to, to record and, okay, how is 3D audio made, right? Well, we're going to have to ask that, that someone's going to have to tell me what the secret sauce to doing 3K surround, 3D, 3, 3D audio, or not 3K, 3D audio. Right. So does that mean right, left, up, down, or coming at you from angles? It's got me curious. I mean, does that mean I have to get like three different uh, shotgun mics or something like that, (laughs) and and put one on each end of my table now? It's it's all in. I'm sure it's all in post processing and editing, and probably the capture of it is maybe not that complicated. I I don't know. We're just now we're going to have to. I wish they. I wish audio. they would have posted a, a picture of one of these studios. Yeah, well, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure it's probably out there already. So, it's just a matter of finding it. There's a three. It says guide to recording spatial audio for 3D video. So, another network, Q Code, which makes right. narrative shows with big name stars, is looking to take the next step. Create sound. Surround sound experiences. The company tells The Verge it's been missing its show with Dolby Atmos. Crucially, no major podcast apps support the standard yet. So again, you can't even listen to this stuff on a podcast app and get the Dolby experience. You have to you have to listen to it on your TV and your surround sound system in your home. Wow. Well, all of us, if, if you've got a, not all of us, but if you have a, you know, if you have a media room, 
and right. you got a big flat screen TV and you've got speakers around and you got the, you've got the cinema experience, which a lot of people do, you know, you get to be able to enjoy some of that Dolby surround right. sound goodness that is absolutely fantastic from a television experience. Right. So they, there are, it looks like there's different kinds of microphones that you can get. There's a A format, B format. The A format is the raw audio from an ambisonic microphone, one channel of audio for each capsule. So you yeah. basically position these in different locations. Right. So you have a B format is a standardized multi-channel audio format for ambisonic audio. So th that's what we're talking about is ambisonic yep. audio. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of an interesting take on this. I have to apologize for being such a killjoy on this. And I, and I, I guess I applaud those that are trying to go out there and do this type of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. what, if you can't listen to it in a podcast app, come on, you know, so right. do you have your own app where I can listen to this? Okay. So it, it does involve. Shotgun microphones. Uh, it says omnidirectional lavalier microphones. Uh, Sennheiser AMBO ambisonic microphone. So I'm just more curious than anything else. Yeah. I mean, I don't think an average podcaster or normal no. podcaster like what we're doing here would benefit from this technology but, but at some, all. But maybe someone that wants to experiment will. There's going to be a few of you out there that listen to this show. They're geeks. Right. You're going to go out and figure this out and set it up and try it and see what it sounds like and more power to you. Well, I think in the early days of the medium, Todd, we, there was a lot of people playing around with soundscape. Sure, audio, sure. Recall, you know, like um, walking tours or – yeah when people were walking along the, the river or whatever. Um, That's what know. we thought podcasting was. We thought those categories were going to explode in podcasting, the walking tours, right. audio tours. Right. But guess what's changed that? Cameras. The cameras, right. And mobile so cameras. doing it with video. 360 right. cameras, all that stuff has replaced that. So um, here's a, a quote from Rob Herding, CEO of QCode. Creating these environments and these experiences is going to be a really new thing and a really positive one for this type of storytelling, says Rob mm -hmm. Herding, CEO of QCode. It's not to say that it's a replacement for good storytelling and you can't, and you can't think of it like a gimmick, but I think when used well, it can be really, really impactful. So probably true if it's done well and you have the right listening environment, then I think this, I think those are probably going to sound really awesome, but whoo, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. You're, you're talking about major money to produce one of these. Yeah. And I think it takes a certain technique and you have to have a certain kind of stage, um, that the you studio. create or I don't know if, well, yeah, pr probably. I think that there, there is some situations where they would probably, probably record it outside. So, uh, I don't think so. This is, they're talking about, these are all pre-made, you know, iHeart has made four studios that support this. Mm, so okay. you're not going to do this outside unless you. Well, I do see some setups. I found an article in NPR training uh -huh. on, on spatial audio and they do talk about doing it in outside environments. Huh. 
so let's say that you're in a, a building somewhere, right? Yep. And you're going through a real door or you are outside, um, that they can set up these microphones to pick up s- sound around you as you're doing your character. It's almost like what would happen as an actor would be performing a scene, right? Yep. So you could conceivably do it in a, in a building or on a deck or outside, you know, it depends on what the scene calls for, I would think. Hmm. So just, yeah, it's an interesting topic. I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more about it as the platforms actually support the audio, which is an interesting question. So again, I'm, I don't want to poo poo it too bad, but it's still, it's not for most podcasters. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's an interesting direction. I mean, they're, you know what's really cool about what's happening right now, Todd? Oh. Everybody's playing around with yeah. uh, audio, right? Yeah. It, people have caught the bug, right? So now we're playing around with, you know, social audio now. Now we're playing around with, you know, 3D audio. And, you know, it's early days for all this stuff. Well, I think over time, um, there will be, um, yeah. you know, new listening experiences and that's fine. It's just, as long as they deliver it via an RSS feed, I'm cool. Presume for everybody. <laughs> well, I think that's, that, that's where the vast majority of the audience is going to be accessible. Right. right? And I mean, it, we're, we're, we're building out the, the distribution on this podcasting medium far beyond any of these platforms. So, uh, you know, so, these companies need to call Marco or one of those popular podcast apps and say, Hey, you need to support Dolby. And you need to support, you know, whatever this stuff is. Why would they, uh, I'm just curious why the podcast apps would have to be supporting this somehow. It's Dolby. It's Dolby. It's, I I think, I think it's, no, I think it's how the sound is processed. You you, you have to have. It's a decoding situation. Right? Your your earpods don't come. Maybe AirBuds do, or Apple Air. Uh, maybe Apple AirBuds do, but you you don't see the Dolby symbol on stuff. That's usually, I might be wrong. Someone Google. Let's Google and see if. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I'm Apple. just curious what a listening app would really have to do to support this kind of stuff. Let me read this. And again, Apple air does Apple. I'm Googling here. The book of knowledge. I should use Bing. Bing it. Does Apple AirPods support Dolby? So let me see here. Well, I know Dolby. Oh, so here it is. Apple AirPods pro now boasts Dolby Atomos surround sound. But the only the Apple AirPods Pro. Mm, okay. All right. So I'm sure there's other headphones out there that support Dolby Atmos. Oh, come on. Yes, I'm putting an ad blocker on you because you always pop something up on me. Oh, complaining about the ad blocker. So it says something about Spotify. It says... 2017, the world-leading developer of audio DSP technologies today announced a major upgrade to Waves NX mobile app that gives users the ability to experience streaming music and audio content from Spotify in fully immersive 3D audio. That was back in 2017. 
So I just Googled what headsets support Dolby. And uh, Dolby 5.1, lots do. Lots of headsets do. I mean, it just, the list is go on and on, but not too many earbuds. Over-the-ear stuff, huge numbers. So it's it's more the 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 way you listen, not so much the listening platform well, itself. Well, I think it has something to do with the processing too. In so, the players, yeah. What you're Some a lot of gaming headsets support Dolby. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, but if you're downloading a an encoded episode that's using this technology. I guess the question is back. Is there certain requirements that the player has, whatever player that you're using? Yeah, absolutely. That's why it's not supported. It's, you know, you just got stereo on most podcast apps. They're not supporting. There's no Dolby sound in podcast apps. That's why I'm saying people are going to be sitting in their houses around their home mm-hmm. theater systems listening to this thing. And, and here's, you know, Rob, right? Uh, you can't see it, but I'm bringing up a page on on Best Buy. And Mm -hmm. as you would imagine, gaming headsets, gaming headsets, gaming headsets, all supporting Dolby. Well, there's a regular Mm -hmm. set of ones. Uh, Yeah. More go. Yeah. It's, it's mostly gaming headsets. And why? Because gamers are all that audio is in Dolby surround sound. You can hear the monster, you know, walking up behind you in the game and all those things that I don't game, but that's, you know, Hear someone off to the right or hear someone off to the left. So, of course, gaming would be the ones to employ Dolby big time. Right. So that's 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 the 3D stereo stuff. Yeah. It doesn't – all the talk about 3D stereo, I, I don't see a lot of talk about Dolby. You know, I so, think the Q-Code folks are on because they're doing – right, they're doing Dolby, right? I think they're more on track than – of course, who knows? Maybe this 3D audio is stuff that can be done in an MP3 stereo. Uh, right. Again, I'm not that. I'm not an audio engineer. Paul, are you listening? Paul yeah, Pagiani, please yeah. Yeah, come help us. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's okay. Yeah. So I think we've gone 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 down the rabbit hole pretty deep. Oh well. yeah. Well, I you know, someone said in chat, I, I don't think anyone is going to want to hear me slurping wine in surround sound. <laughs> that's that's what Rick said in the chat room. Uh why not, Rick? Oh, and then then I guess it has been announced that uh, Clubhouse is gonna be testing tipping. Oh, see, there we go. Subscriptions. There we go. Right. The business model. <laughs> and soon it'll be nineteen ninety five a month for these features. Right. Tipping, ticketing, and subscription. So oh. think about that in the context of creating a club, right? Yep. yep. And creating events. So so creating a club should be real easy now. If they're going to take a cut of revenue, then you know. And a subscription could be around paid access to a club, right? Yep. yep. And then tipping could be something that you give to a host. Yep. Tip away, ladies. a good tip, session. Tipping away, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right. Tip, tip, tip. Please tip. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yes, it is. Yep. Hmm. 
Huh. It's always something going on. Yes, there is. Target spot's going to be doing some geo blocking. That's something revolutionary. Okay. I I don't I don't want to make him feel bad, but I had a long support chain discussion with a podcaster, and he said, uh, "Does your platform support support copyrighted music?" <laughs> and oh, no. and my response to him is, "Well, that's on you." <laughs> Uh, I said, what will more than likely happen is you will publish something with copyrighted music in it. And a period down the road, we will get a DMCA takedown notice to take your content down. And then potentially you'll receive a, a, you know, you'll be served papers and have to go to court and write out a big check. (laughs) And um, just that. Yes. And the right. podcaster replied to me of the whole list of stuff about RIAA and ASCAP. And, and I'm like, please understand podcasts are downloaded. They're not mm-hmm. streamed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Streaming, there's licensing for podcasts that are downloaded. There's no licensing. And I linked to a rain right. article or something. And, uh, um, and so, they also at the same time wanted to put this behind a paywall. And I'm thinking you're going to have copyrighted music behind a paywall. Woo. Here we go. Um, not, you know, not only, not only will you potentially not have the, he was trying to get the right license. So he's trying to do it right. But he, I, you know, yeah. So to my knowledge, go ahead. Oh, I said, James posted an article in here saying how to know when you can depend on fair use around <laughs> music in your podcast. Uh, good luck with that. It It's fair use in the big scheme of things mm-hmm. was supposed to allow us to do things like play 30 seconds of a song and comment on it and you know, have a conversation about the music or about I don't video. know that it was exclusive towards music. No, it was, it was video content, content, everything. Right. right. And really what has happened is fair use is not it's not as fair as it used to be. That's right. <laughs> and you are you, you know you can you know I, I believe me, I fair use stuff all the time on my tech show, but I always link to it. Always reference where it came from, and and I don't copy and I commentate right. around the content. I may read a paragraph like I just did out of this article from The Verge on you know this this new technology on 3D, right? And maybe I failed to mention The Verge, so I'm at fault here for not you know fair use. I'm supposed to give them credit, um, so. Yeah. It gets into a, you know, this fair use conversation gets into an area that can be a little tricky uh, when you're talking to podcasters too, because it's like, sure, there's some wording that maybe gives an impression that you can do it and all this stuff. And it just creates this convoluted um, type of feeling about it um, when it's, you know, there's very specific ways that you could potentially do it, but you're still taking a gamble and, 
you know, and this article kind of runs through that too. And it's, it's a very confusing conversation to have. It's just easier just to say, you know, don't do it. <laughs> so Barry can't get into the legalities of it. Barry can't our legal counsel at Blueberry wrote an article back in April of 2016. He's and the title of this blog post is what does fair use mean when it comes to podcast copyright? Mm -hmm. And, um, this is a good read for anyone. Um, he says fair use is not easily defined because it lives within a enormous gray area between free speech and property rights. It usually takes the final word from a court to tell us what fair use is in specific situations. But then he goes on to say there are five general rules we can apply that will give us a reasonable assessment as to whether or not we can use the creative work of another person without getting permission or paying for it in our podcast. And he says, here are three factors that are particularly relevant in the case of, and he had a hypothetical case of John and Anna's podcast. Talks about transformative use, account amount and substantiality, and purpose and character of the work. So it just goes into the definitions of fair use. And um, he says there's five, but the two remaining factors are not discussed. It's, it's basically doesn't necessarily apply to podcasting, but there's, he's got a good resource here from the university yeah. of Minnesota on fair use. Um, he says one more thing, you own the copyright for the podcast you produce, never treat your ownership rights lightly and give away the rights to your show. It was a common practice in early days of podcasting for podcast service providers to claim ownership to your show rights when you signed up for their service. This practice is no longer prevalent, but seems to crop up occasionally. And it has here of recent years. Always read the use agreements, blah, 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 blah. So we've got a good article and I don't, I don't claim to be a lawyer, but he is, and he lays it out. Right. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> That's always a good, good kind of final word on this topic. Oh, no, it's yeah. true. Good luck. Good luck. Right. Right. Not me, alligator. Wish you the best luck. <laughs> That's right. And you know, put some, you know, put six hundred, put a hundred thousand dollars in escrow, and that might get you the lawyer fees paid. And there's no guarantee that'll cover it either. Yeah, so, a, yeah. a good experiment would be to uh, um, take Taylor Swift, take one of her songs, <laughs> and do a 30-minute breakdown of one of her tracks. Just, you know, go ahead and play 10, 15 seconds of her song and then talk about it and then play another 10 or uh, Watch what happens. <laughs> right. She's And the reason I say Taylor Swift is she's been very aggressive in going after anyone that makes derivatives or she's been, she's mm -hmm. a very, you know, she's very, very, she's hot. She protects her music. Let's put it that way as she should. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and again, any advice Rob and I have given you, we are full disclaimer here. We are not lawyers, nor do we claim to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. may or may not get sued. <clears throat> yeah. Especially when it comes to music in your podcast, right? But I've yeah. had stuff taken down off. Okay, so when I stream, this is what caught me. What I got in trouble for a copyright violation with YouTube is I'm doing live like this. Mm -hmm. I bring up a screen like this on YouTube. Right. And then I play 20 seconds of the video that's on YouTube live. It's not. I'm playing the act and I talk about it while it's playing, not even use the audio, bam, copyright hit. 
just for playing and talking about it. And I considered what I was doing fair use. But YouTube said, no, 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 no. That's copyright violation. You -hmm. can't repurpose the content. You can't play it from our website. If I had to cut the clip out Mm -hmm. and not showed it on YouTube, I'd probably been okay. But because I played it on YouTube and showed it on the screen, YouTube just, you know, it's like three days after the podcast published, I got a, you know, you one strike there, my friend, you know, they, they threw a strike at me. Right. So. Yeah. Did you see the, the ranking chart that, um, that the Edison research folks put out of the top 50 podcasts Mm -hmm. in 2020? Uh, no, I did not. Let me guess. <laughs> this American Life, Joe Rogan, all the same. Joe Rogan was number one. The Daily is number two. Crime Junkie was number three. This American Life, number four. Sure. My Favorite Murder, number five. Stuff You Should Know, number six. Office Ladies, number seven. Pod Save America, number eight. Planet Money, number nine. And Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, number 10. Just uh, throw all those names in a hat, pull Joe Rogan out first, and then just put the sprinkle the list, and you're good every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if Joe Rogan shows up on that list uh, for 2021. Oh, that's true. That's true. The non podcast, right? The non podcast podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It'll be interesting to see how that works out. Yep. Uh, anyone that's interested in the domain name rooster.net is available for our $479. And I just say that arbitrarily because I get an email every every day from GoDaddy tells me about expired domains I might be interested in. I, I don't know how they figured out I wanted rooster.net, but... <laughs> well, it is a name of a podcast network. Oh, really? So Rooster Podcast Network, better go buy that domain. It's available. Right. <laughs> uh, it's actually an auction right now. It's amazing the m- number of domain names that are out there that are for sale. I actually just see one right here that would be a really good one to buy. But I'm trying to, um, how should I say, resist my, oh, there's one. Wow. Uh, I'm not saying what it is. A good one. Every once in a while, you find a good one. <laughs> Sometimes they get thrown back into the pot again, right? Yeah, someone has forgotten to renew them, and they get put in the pot. So it is amazing, but I've already got 300-some so domains. I don't need any more. So I guess a, a, a Netflix co-founder has launched a podcast. Mark Rudolph has launched a podcast called That Will Never Work. Is this about ba- uh, failed business stuff, or uh, that's what it kind of sounds like, doesn't it? So they, yeah, it's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Well, I I think what we see and continue to see here is um, a lot of variety, a lot of big names joining the podcasting space, and I'm all for it. The more the here's here's what is us as indies. Because I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna call myself an indie. Um, we want these big names to come in the space. 
Mm-hmm. And the reason we want these big names to come in the space is it builds the space. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. It gets more people listening and gets, gets more attention. The more articles that come out and cover in the space. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So anything else that you're seeing out there happen? <sighs> Trying to think here. Well, I, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to go into, you know, but a lot of customer calls and, you know, the kind of the same theme and, you know, trying to grow their show and get it bigger. Mm hmm. So I guess Alphonic put out some test audio files at different encoding bit rates. So you can go, go to an article on Alphonic's website that kind of talks about different encoding bit rates. This show was processed, post-processed with Alphonic. Oh, it was? This show? Uh, this show always is, yeah. The, yeah. Au- the audio that goes into the video and in the um, audio version of the show has all been processed by Alphonic in the last step. So what do you guys think about this show's audio? And then on this article, they, they break down the different bit rates um, of, of audio. They go from a high of 64K, and they, they go 48, 32, 24, Whoa. 16, 12, and 6. So you can go listen to an MP3 file, audio file. Mono or six, stereo. Ki- six kilobits. So if I were to, I could probably play it here. Let's see. Let's see if I can play it here. Oh, shoot, it's, not it's not patched in. Yeah, you're right. It's not. Let me see. I just have to change the input Hang on here. Let's see, headphones. Okay, there we go. So I'll be able to do this with my new roadcaster too. Uh, whose abilities and skills are like augmented by technology. So it's easier to. So that's get six. That that's six K. That's lower than yeah. telephone. Yeah. Also, because like the whole uh, implanting magnet. Let's hear the. Let's hear the next uh, step. Here, the next one up from that is twelve uh, K. I know I can go to sixteen. You, yeah, you can let's go to sixteen. 16. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's lots of definitions, but like one definition is that a cyborg is um, a person okay. uh, whose abilities and skills are like. Okay. So that's going to be interesting because we'll see how we're hearing it natural here. We'll wonder how it sounds after I post-process the file in right. the phonic. <laughs> it's true. And and here's 32K. Uh, of course, there's lots of definitions, wow. but like one definition is that a cyborg is um, a person uh, whose Big abilities difference. and skills are. All right, now let's hear 64. 64, I'll go up to 64. Uh, of course, there's lots of definitions, but like one definition is that a cyborg is. Um, so, a definitely a difference between uh, 16 and 32. But yeah. not that much of a difference. You could tell there was a difference between 32 and 64. Yeah. So 
And of course, yeah, every I could hear a difference between the the sixteen and the thirty two. Oh yeah, too. yeah, big one. It's big... definitely a sound frequency and sound depth kind of yep. feeling to the audio. Yeah. Does it say if it was encoded at forty four one or forty eight hertz? Probably doesn't uh, say. Let's see if it says that here. Uh, it doesn't say. Doesn't say. Says the source was from an un- uncompressed wave file. Okay. Um, it doesn't. It actually doesn't say. That's a good question, though. That's I, an audio quality in question. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was a good good example. <laughs> yeah. That the thirty two sounded pretty good. Yeah. So I, I think we've all listened to AM radio before. And I think in the old days, AM sounded just about like 16 kilohertz. Right. Yeah, you know, but, you know, AM today, of course, no one listens on AM today, but AM today is very clear if you're on a good signal. It doesn't sound like anything like it did 25 years ago, but right. before it was really scratchy, you know, and there was this a lot of background noise. and Right. Then also on the stereo side, um, they do have an audio sample of 96K stereo, oh. which is actually two 48K channels is what you typically get with a, with a 96K stereo file. Here, I'll play, play the stereo file. Let's, well, no, I'll play the 48. Uh, well, no, wait. So it was the right thing to do is to play the 24 or the, or the 48. Probably, probably is it forty eight k mono or I don't know just no, play stereo. Let's it's play stereo. the difference. So just go ahead and play forty eight ninety six and okay. So that's forty eight. That's the forty eight k. Hi, you're listening to Bits of Berlin. I'm Tam. Okay, I'm let's, let's go listen to ninety six then. Today with. That's a 48K stereo. So that would be 24 on each channel, right? So so let's listen to the 96K. Hi, you're listening to Bits of Berlin. I'm Tam. I'm Bodo. And we're here today with Rin. That's Hi. interesting. I didn't really hear much of a difference. No. I wish they had done 96 mono with the same. Yeah. They actually didn't go any higher than 64 on the mono side. Interesting. Because that's equivalent to probably what your experience is in stereo at 128. This show is being put out in 96K mono right now. 96K mono. Wow. Yep. Okay. That's. Wow. Okay. That's pretty high quality. Was that equivalent to 196? Yep. Stereo? Right. And before, if you go maybe back 10 episodes, it was 64K mono. No, no, 128K stereo. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I switched Which to ninety equivalent to to sixty four. Yeah. On, on 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 two channels. Yeah. So now now I'm ninety six k mono on this show. So wow. Okay, that's ooh, that's really good quality audio. 
I think you could easily go go down to sixty four again if you want. But to. the size is this is smaller than the sixty four K stereo. Oh, okay. The file size is actually smaller when I went to mono. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But anyway, it was a good, good little sound playment there. I don't know if it's going to translate very well. Yeah. Well, we are nearing the end of the show here. We'll be back with you on Saturday, but right. then starting after next week, the show format's going to probably change a little bit. We may not we'll let you know on the schedule, but I don't think we're going to be doing video. It might be audio only. Uh, Jeff, I mean, not Jeff, but Rob and I will kind of decide depending on who we have guests and what we're, if we're going to do something on the clubhouse or how we're, we're going to play around a little bit, um, here. And, um, but, uh, so if you're on the video feed, uh, for the show, I'll be putting the audio version of the show in the video feed, uh, when we don't do video. So just as kind of a heads up here. So yeah, just, and a lot of the, the, the listening apps out there will have our video feed and, but they'll just play the audio. In <laughs> right. It. Right. So, yeah. So if you wanted to watch the, the video podcast, I think, I think it's Apple and what's the other platform, Todd, that you can think of that plays video. I'm not sure to be honest with not you. Sure. No, a lot of you go right on the website and watch it on the website too. Some of you replay in Facebook and Twitter and, wherever right. but right uh, because sometimes i'm slow i'm a you know i get the show produced i'm a day late in publishing and some of you guys are going on the websites and watching it which is fine don't care yeah. how you get it long as you get it right so right. but uh anyway wow we're right. already at 90 okay. minutes can't believe it yep time goes by fast absolutely so everyone thanks for being here i'm todd at bluebeard.com at geek news on twitter and uh, I'm on Twitter as well at Rob Greenlee. And, uh, that's also my, my, uh, handle at uh, clubhouse too, is at Rob Greenlee the same. Yeah. And, um, and then I can, I can be reached on email to Rob G at Lipson.com. So, and uh, so. on clubhouse, I'm at Todd Cochran. I didn't go fancy and use my nerd name. So, right. uh, Anyway, we want to thank you all for being here and sticking with us and uh, hanging out. Some days are more exciting than others. And uh, we look forward to hearing your feedback on us, or maybe more me, bashing on 3D sound. (laughs) (laughs) So we're back uh, full full video and audio on Saturday, right? Yeah, this Saturday we'll be back full video and everything. Yep, right. Yep. Okay. So we'll see you on Saturday. Then, then we're doing a special episode on Clubhouse together too. Right. But hopefully I'll be able to record as well at, uh, was it 6 p.m. Six, Eastern? 6 p.m. Eastern. And uh, you can look at, I put it on. p.m. Pacific. Right. It's in my Twitter feed. It's on my Facebook link. You'll be able to see the information. If you're on Clubhouse, you can add the room and join the group and, uh, or join the club. I don't know what the right word terminology is. And actually, I think you can listen without yeah, joining like the club. Yeah, I think it'll be like like uh, well, it's at six o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Pacific for so. one hour, right? Right. All right. For yeah, yeah, for one hour. And the topic is um, how to start and grow a podcast. Uh-huh. So that's the theme of the 
of the session on Clubhouse. So it'll be Todd and I, and once you join us over there and share your experiences with, um, you know, taking a show out and growing it. So, so we'll, uh, it should be fun. We'll see how it goes. Rob's going to try to convert me to being a clubhouse lover. So we'll I don't see. know if you'll ever be a lover, but I think you'll be a participant. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll be a participant. And right, then someone right. can have fun telling about the bad advice I give on their show. <laughs> there you go. What goes around comes around. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> yes. Well, we, we, we can be part of the positive solution here. Yeah. Yeah. And someone right. can say, you listen to these two old guys giving bad advice. My God. Right. Are they, right. They what can, are, who do they think they are? For giving bad advice. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. Oh, I don't have our logo up. So, oh, there, there. Let me get it right. There we go. All right, buddy. We'll see you next time here on the New Media Show. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.